0: Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your happy host, Madeline Carafa, self-proclaimed health enthusiast and full-time hustler. Through storytelling, I combined health, well-being, and business, with a fresh perspective to share the stories of some of the most influential and inspiring hustlers. Whether you're looking for an engaging and easy to digest pep talk or a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and wellness goals, the Healthy Hustlers podcast is your go-to for kicking butt in work and play. Well, hustlers, it is finally here. After months and months of requests, I am so excited to be chatting all things health and hustle with YouTube's holistic health princess and new mama, Sarah's Day. With over 1 million dedicated YouTube subscribers and what I would say to be the highest engaged Instagram following in our country, it is no wonder everyone wants to know the healthy habits, self-love rituals and daily ins and outs of Sarah's Day. A channel that was originally created to share her personal struggles with acne, Sarah Stevenson has not only built one of the biggest online communities that allows her to be one of the most influential social media influencers, but also a thriving business that sees her regularly launch her own products alongside some of her most trusted brands. I have been lucky enough to know Sarah for quite some time now, so it was my absolute pleasure to visit her and Kurt and their new little Bubba Fox, who you all know is just divine, in their Sydney home. Since first getting to know Sarah, we bonded over our love for healthy food, and lots of it, and the healthy habits that we swear by. That's why I'm so excited that I can finally share this conversation with you all. And I would love if you could leave a five-star review at the end if you enjoy it. Introducing Australia's newest feel-good place for all things health, beauty and wellness. BeautifullyHealthy.com.au is here. Your new must-go-to shop for all your health, beauty and wellness needs. Sarah, hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super duper excited to chat to you. You're
1: welcome. Welcome to my house. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Like I said to you when I came in, it's so funny being here now in person because I see it on social media every day. Everyone (laughs)
1: says that and I kind of forget that people see it on YouTube and I'm like, oh, here's the bathroom and they're like, I know. I'm like, (laughs) I
0: know everything about (laughs) this place.
1: (laughs) I like it though because then everyone feels at home, you know, like I know you've been here before but you haven't really. Yes,
0: it's so true. Um, no, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm very excited to have you. You have been an incredibly highly requested guest. Oh, um, can so I'm sure can. you'll there's a lot of listeners that are very excited to finally see your name pop up on the healthy hustlers. Um but I like starting my conversations with finding out one thing about people that a lot of people might not necessarily know. Mm. And I reckon this will be a tricky one for this, you because I know, you know, you very you do share your life and let any, everyone in. So yeah. is there something quirky or a little bit silly or funny that, you know, people might not know about Sezi if it's something from when you're young? Oh my or, goodness.
1: This is so hard because like, I know I always say like, you guys know everything about my life and I open up to you and I'm so transparent. It's like, embarrassing how true that is because I like you know anything TMI I will tell my listeners like if it's about periods my boobs anything like I will tell everyone everything so I feel like everyone knows everything but okay again this is probably way too TMI the most embarrassing story of my entire life oh my gosh am I should I share it do it yes one thing people don't know about me oh I'm like getting sweaty even thinking about it it's if people say the word embarrassing, this is the story that just pops in my mind and I just, I have to share it. So I have always loved role models, right? Like I love looking up to people. And my older sister was my biggest role model when I was little. So if she told me to do something, I wouldn't even blink an eyelid. I would do it. I just wanted to impress her. So this one day she was saying how We were learning to go to the toilet on the potty. We're really close in age. And I remember everything from my childhood. So she was talking about the potty and how she was so over the potty. And I was like, yeah, totally. Like, screw the potty. Literally, we were like, I don't know, when do you even use the potty? (laughs) So she's like, let's go go and do a poo on the pavement outside. (laughs) And I was like... M, no, we need to go on the potty. She's like, no, no, no. Mum said, go and do a poo on the pavement outside. And I was like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, yeah, you go first. So I, rem- I remember this like it was yesterday. I went outside. I like squat down on the pavement. My, my, my mom came in. I was doing a poo on the pavement. My mom's screaming. Emily's like pissing herself laughing. Oh, anyway, so now she never lets me live it down. She's like, you just want to be me. Like, So I go and poo on the pavement. I'm like, shut up. <laughs>
0: That is so good. Oh, it's, thank you for sharing that story. I really
1: <laughs> love it. honestly, the girl, that pooed on the pavement. <laughs> literally, literally, that is my only. Everyone knows everything about me except. Yeah, I guess how and much yeah, I know love that. my sisters and how how I'm just like a lamb. I just follow them. Oh my goodness,
0: that is so good. Because are uh, you the middle?
1: Yeah, I'm the middle. Yes. Yeah, so M is 29. I'm nearly 27. My little sister is oh my gosh, 23?
0: 23. 23. Yeah. Think, okay. Yeah. yeah. So nice. And you're all super close, oh, I mean, Besties.
1: Be- and my mom as well. And my dad. Love you, dad. But my whole family—they are literally my best friends. Like I hung out with my older sister and my mom yesterday, and we were just at coffee, saying like, "We are. Like like, you guys are my best." Friends, I'm so obsessed with them. Yeah, that is so nice.
0: Yeah, that is a beautiful relationship to have. But you can totally see it. Like, I think you know, you even having your sister as your midwife during your pregnancy, and there's just so many special memories and journeys that you guys have been able to share together already, which is so nice. So it just continues to make that bond stronger and stronger.
1: Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So let's take it all the way back because I'd love to give the listeners a little bit of context into what you were like growing up. So your childhood, your family life,
1: and a little bit of you as a teenager at school. Okay. Well, I guess polar opposites. Me as a child was very different to me as a teenager. I've always been really confident and I've loved being on stage and talking to people. So I think that's helped me now. But again, I lived a very sheltered, whimsical fairy tale childhood. And I didn't realize that until now. And I hear people's stories about their upbringing. And we were talking about it again yesterday. I just feel so lucky and kind of naive to people's experiences because I did I had that childhood where my parents loved each other me and my sisters loved each other they were so good to us they gave us everything they could we yeah we just had the best childhood my dad was like spent all his money and all his time trying to take us on family holidays and I don't know I just had the best childhood and I was really playful so we had like these next door neighbors who would come over every day and we played in the bush and we didn't really, I've never liked PlayStation. I didn't like Nintendo. I was always out playing and my love was dancing and acrobatics and I just, every single afternoon I went to dancing, I went to acro. I was very into the extracurricular so activities. it was so see you as
0: a little ballerina.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But it was also good because my mum was not a stage mum at all. So if I was out competing, she would always say to me, remember, if you don't want to do this ever, you don't have to, which was so nice because, you know, when I would come first and I was really going really well, she was like, you know, even though you're doing really well, you don't have to do this forever. And I was like, okay, cool. So that has set up my love for like Pilates now and yoga Mm -hmm. and stretching. So I was always, you know, dancing, doing acro, um, playing with my sisters, playing in the bush. And I was kind of a tomboy in the things I liked to do. Like I liked, like when we went to the Easter show, I would get like the spy backpack or the (laughs) army backpack. But then I wanted to wear my tutu and go play footy, you know? so So,
0: funny. So you had that real like mix of both. Yes. And I think a
1: lot of girls do and it's hard because like, even now you get categorized as a girly girl or a tomboy. Mm -hmm. But I think so many girls are a mesh of both. You can love football and playing in the mud and Mm -hmm. playing with toy cars. But then I also wanted to dress up as a princess and be a ballerina. Yes, So that was my childhood. I loved it. There was nothing that I could even reflect on that. This is the reason why I'm like this now, you know, like it was literally like a fairy tale. Um, Moving on to my high school days. This is when I kind of – didn't know who I was Mm -hmm. and I come from a really religious Christian family and you know we're really honest and I guess we have really high standards with in terms of our morals and our values and I just got in with the wrong crowd in high school and I wanted to be in this group I thought they were so cool and looking back, they weren't the best friends and the best influences at all. And you had to do certain things and, you know, you, you felt pressure to underage drink and party and be friends with people who like scared me deep down to be in this clique and to be cool. So that's when I experienced a separation with my family a little bit because they were like trying to sit down with me and say say this is not you like mm. your mom your, your mom's so healthy you're so good at acrobatics you're so good at ballet why are you going out and and partying and being with your friends and i was like mom you just don't get it you don't get it looking back they did get it they just you know they were the third party they could see it yeah. but yeah high school i just really tried to fit in and i felt like i was on the outside always and i did everything i could to be in the clique and to be a part of it and I felt like I was always having to prove myself to keep my best friend, mm. if that makes sense. Like yeah, I didn't feel like I had that friend who was 100% loyal and would always pick me to sit next to me on the bus. Yeah. I would have to, to run up to, it I had to work for it. Yeah. And it was so exhausting. And I, it was like year 12. And I just felt really bad in my own body. I was having a lot of digestive issues. I got hormonal acne in like the end of year nine And I talked to my mom about it. I said, mom, I'm so self-conscious about my skin. And long story short, that's when I kind of began being really healthy. So we Mm -hmm. had a really holistic childhood. But when I was in high school, I'd go to Macca's and I'd have KFC. I didn't care. But trying to fix my skin, I adopted this holistic mindset and eating style. And that segregated me from my group a little bit because they would go out and drink and do all, all these kind of things and I was thinking of my skin even. I was like, "Oh, I don't yeah. want to do that because I'm trying so hard to fix my skin." And then when I left school, I literally talked to one person from school now, who was the one girl who was a positive influence, who ended up getting kicked out of that popular group oh. because whatever, she didn't want to do those things either. But um yeah, high school was a really tough time and I just didn't know who I was because in the inside I knew I wanted to be this nice, peaceful, honest girl but if i was in that group you couldn't you be couldn't that be person. That. Yeah. Yeah. Do you
0: remember kind of what your hopes and dreams were when you're in school? Like did you have any idea yeah. of what you wanted to be doing post school? Yes. Or were you just kind of very consumed on like being in the in no. the popular group?
1: No. So like i've always been a deeper thinker and i've always loved thinking about the future. And my two favorite subjects at school were drama and media. And I was obsessed with media. So we would have to go out into the playground and film a video and come home and edit it. And one of the teachers said, I love your editing style. You take it really seriously. We'd love to have you on our editing team. And that's when I was like in year nine and I was with the year 12s. And I was the only girl in the team. And oh. he really, and it was just like so... Inspirational to me to be like, oh my gosh, maybe I can actually yeah. do this. So I was thinking then I want to be on channel nine or channel seven and, and be filming the football or be filming the anchors. I just want to be behind the camera, behind yep. the scenes. And I talked to one of the boys on the media team and he said, Well, you're a girl. Like you won't, they won't hire you. Mm. And I was like, What do you mean? And he was like, when you leave school, like girls just don't work in media. Girls do, there's never a girl behind the camera. So, I just kind of accepted that and I said, okay, during school, I'll do all the media I can. I went to all these concerts and I I filmed and I just loved editing. And I would go home and edit my own little skits at home because I just loved it. And I just thought in the back of my mind, well, okay, I'm never going to get a job in media. I'll never edit. I'll just do it for fun. And then I kind of thought, well, I mean, I'm really creative and I'm really bubbly. I guess I'd be a good teacher. So, I guess I'll go be a teacher oh my
0: goodness really how deflating is that I know and it's so funny though I was talking um about this in another interview how sometimes you just settle for what you know is available or what yeah exactly or what you know your sister's done it or your cousin or something so it's like yeah well I can earn money and I know it's a job and it's you know pretty well like yeah. recognized yep. instead of like being able to think outside the box and realize that like our passions and our skill sets we actually can find 100%. work there's so many different jobs well, and I even job titles back now
1: and because I wanted to do also I wanted to do nutrition or like holistic medicine yes and I looked at the ATAR or the HSE marks mm. at that time and I just already thought oh I'm not going to get that I'm not even going to go for it but I wish I'm like, I, I wish I did that now just to have the paperwork because I'm that's my passion. Yes. But I didn't even acknowledge that as a possibility because I just had no confidence in myself getting like 98% or even saying, okay, maybe if I don't get those marks, I could go back as a mature age. Mm-hmm. And I say to my cousins now, like you can do anything. Like there's so much time, no matter how daunting it is. You can totally do any course that you want. Mm-hmm. Go in as a mature age like Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I kind of just settled for being a teacher and I did 3 years of that course. And so then at university, yeah, you went uni, to uni, yeah, I yeah, went to uni. Okay. So I did a marketing diploma, yes. Which at the time I thought this is like such a, it was really expensive because it was mm-hmm. like a private college. Which oh my gosh, like don't go to a private college. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time I was like this is probably a waste because I went for all these interviews and I just wasn't experienced enough. And I thought oh I'm going to be so good at marketing, I'm so good at advertising, no one would give me the time of day. So I went back to uni. I did teaching. I did three years of that. Long story short, that's when my YouTube kicked off and I had to decide whether I was going to pursue uni and finish my last year or do YouTube. That's kind of- Yeah. We met just after that. Yeah. We met not long after.
0: So spoiler alert for anyone listening, your real name isn't Sarah's Day, (laughs) but how did Sarah's Day come about and that channel?
1: Okay. My real name is Sarah (laughs) Stevenson, but this is where I feel like my marketing course really helped me. This is where I'm like, everything happens for a reason. Definitely. So one thing you learn in marketing is if you are ever creating a brand or you're creating a product is to make a name that doesn't box you in. So there's, Certain companies that let's just say they make candles and they're called the Candle Co. I feel like you're already boxing yourself into just making candles. Like, what if one day you want to make a lip scrub? If you want to make room spray, call yourself something really generic and it opens you up to anything. So, I remember sitting down with my friend saying, I really want to start this Instagram because back then it wasn't a thing. No one had a health Instagram, people just had personal accounts. So, my friend was like, That's like really weird. You're probably going to get a lot of hate, but you should totally do it. She was really supportive. And I was like, Sarah's health, Sarah's skin, fixing Sarah, curing Sarah. And I was like, well, everything I want to share is just my day, like a part of my day. So I thought, let's call it Sarah's day. And then if anything eventuates from it, it's so broad and it's not mm-hmm. boxing me in. So that's kind of where it came from. Yeah. It's so funny because we've been friends for a
0: while now, and I still have you in my phone as Sarah's day. And
1: I'm like, <laughs> I love so it. Weird. Well, even my friends, like people who make my coffee every morning. They're yeah. like, day. I'm yeah. like, guys, it's not my name. I know. <laughs> it's, like,
0: you get a lot of personalized stuff sent to you with SD, day. don't yeah, you?
1: SD. But even my phone, but I do it now because people just think that's my last name. So on my phone case, it's SD. And my dad's like, <laughs> you're a Stevenson, Sarah. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> your dad, did your dad get offended by it? No, no, not at all.
1: Not at all. Like he's so chill. Even I I made a joke to Kirk. So Kurt is Kurt Tills. I'm Sarah Stevenson. And our little bubba, our baby is Fox Tills. And so I, I made this joke to Kurt. I was trying to convince him that Fox's last name would be Stevenson. And Kurt was like, no, like I I thought his last name was going to be Till. So I was like, no, no, my last name's Stevenson. So it's Fox Stevenson. And my dad overheard and thought I was serious. And he was like, no, Sarah, that's so rude. It will be (laughs) Till. I was like, dad, I was kidding. My dad's so chill. so funny.
0: See, my dad was really, when I got married, he was like, you know, I was always very open that I was going to take my Ryan's last name and When it came to crunch time, my dad was like, really, I can't believe you're doing that. And I think I'm one of the, I must be the first girl, I'm the youngest in our family, as in my cousins, and I'm the first one to take their husband's last name. What?
1: Yeah, so my family's all like, feel like I'm
0: turning against them.
1: (gasps) So (laughs) it's normal in your family for the females? Yeah, they've
0: all kept their maiden names, I'm pretty sure. No, they've all just, yeah, running with their maiden names.
1: See, I'm excited to like, get married and be... (laughs) Kurt, if you're listening, yes. <laughs> I'm excited to get married <laughs> and be a tilts. I don't know, I'm like I know,
0: I was really excited too. Yeah. I think it's especially. I just think it's a beautiful thing, you know. know. And and my mum took my dad, Me so too, yeah. I was like, I think the only reason I had ever said that I wouldn't take someone, and this is before Ryan, but I was like, you know, if my partner didn't have like an amazing relationship with their family or something yep. like that, yeah, and there wasn't that real you don't connection want to be associated with, yeah, it. exactly.
1: But do you I have was a like, brother? Yes. Well, then he's going to yeah, carry he's the gonna name. Yeah, he's going to carry it on. Absolutely. See, my dad, no one's carrying the name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we've got three say. girls. So, But dad's like, my dad. he doesn't care. He's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that is so my parents funny. are so chill, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: yeah. like the sound of them yeah. though. Yeah. Um, so back to your YouTube channel, you are known as YouTube's Holistic Health Princess. Talk to me about how the channel started though, because it didn't necessarily originally start as based on sharing your recipes and your, no. kind of your day in your life. It had a very yeah. different direction at the yeah. start.
1: Well, it was kind of like two pillars for the reasons I started it. Number one, it was kind of to keep myself accountable, to try to heal my acne and heal my hormones and balance everything. And I was like, if I put this on online, then yeah, I'm held accountable to really live this life and try to balance everything. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, it was kind of like my video journal. I'm not really a person who writes in a diary or writes in a journal. I would rather just speak. So it was really good for me to sit down, And share with my, you know, 10 subscribers at the time. (laughs) This is how I'm trying to heal my acne and fix my skin. And then I could look back a month later and go, oh, that didn't work for me. So the whole Sarah's Day reason or like the objective behind Sarah's Day was to heal my hormonal acne and balance my hormones. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, my acne was controlling my life I was so self-conscious of it and I literally I would wake up and that was the first thing I would do I would put my hands on my on my cheeks and just pray oh please are my pimples gone today and it it was yeah really controlling of my life and so I just tried to share my healthy tips of how I was healing my skin and what worked for me because I think I uploaded like a before and after picture and it was about my nutrition and how what I was eating was healing my skin and people were like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Oh, this is why I had my Instagram first, and I was trying to comment back to everyone and say, "Oh, I'm I'm eating this, and I do this, and this is what I take." And I thought, "Oh, I can't keep typing; it's so much effort. I'm just going to make a video and, and speak it." And that's <laughs> kind <of> how, <laughs> yeah, That's kind of how the YouTube happened, and then and then people started saying, "Can you show us your day? What do you do for workouts?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, if you care." Yeah. And then. I was really blown away because people were like, show us your family. Like, what do you do when you have a day off? Like, what do you do on the weekends? And I was like, this is weird. People okay. want to know this stuff. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I mean, I'll share anything. And even now I say I share anything, but I'm still like, do you guys care about this? Like, yeah, people just like me, you know, painting my t- – no, I don't even paint my toenails. People like me <laughs> brushing my hair <laughs> and just chatting about, like, how I need to go grocery shopping. They just like the real life stuff. Oh, my goodness. I know.
0: It's so crazy. And you have, like – captivated this insane community. I know yeah. we were just talking about your engagement before, but it's just incredible to see like all of the information you are learning and then sharing with your audience. Yeah. And like, you know, you're really inspiring people to live healthier, happier lives. And, uh, you know, we didn't have any of that when we were growing up. We no. didn't have those role models who were constantly, you know, I was you like you Whitney eating macas and yeah, you like, you had Britney
1: Spears and absolutely. you
0: to have her stomach and like, that's it. Definitely. And I think, you know, sometimes Instagram these days can be a little bit damaging because of what people mm-hmm. want to be or the comparisons. But on that flip side, there's also so much positive yeah. to it as to what's available and what information is available. And it's, yeah. you know, it's making this world of health cool and trendy and acceptable and it's like you want to be in that and be doing that and being active on weekends with your friends instead of going out and smashing the booze.
1: I so agree and that's the thing I think social media is demonized so often and I I totally get it there is definitely that bad side of it but there's that beautiful side as well Mm. like you said that opens Mm. up the world of of positive role models, like the the role models we wish we had. And I meet those young girls and they're they're out getting acai bowls on Saturday nights and they're like 18 and I'm like, I love this. I wish when I was 18 Mm -hmm. I was out getting acai bowls and like, you know, stretching together rather than sipping cruises and like wanting to cry and like being around scary boys oh
0: absolutely I couldn't agree more and I you know I know you and I have got to work together a little bit in the past and we used to do your meetups where Mm -hmm. people would the girls would come along and like it's so amazing to think that like young girls were doing that on their Saturday to come and meet you, someone that's such a role model to them. And then they, I remember the first thing they'd always say to you when you'd say, "Oh, what are you doing today?" And they're like, oh, "I'm just going to the gym after this, or I'm going for I'm a healthy like, brekkie with my yes. friends." And I'm like, "That is so beautiful." That I, they,
1: well, they came and brought their homemade yes. paleo muffins. I'm like, "Yes, I know. Yes, I love that you spent yesterday afternoon making paleo muffins. I know how
0: nice is that. God, I, I wish and, I was and that's doing the thing. that. It
1: makes it cool because." like going back to high school deep down that I wanted to just be stretching and like mm-hmm. doing ballet and cooking, but it wasn't cool. Yes. Like, and it sucks because I just wanted to be cool. And now it's like, I feel like cool is a such a broader word, you know, Absolutely. Cool. Maybe I'm just naive because I'm not in high school anymore, but I feel like cool isn't drinking and smoking mm-hmm. and partying. Like cool is if you've got your life together, you go for a run, like Definitely. eat healthy food, be a nice person, yeah. you know, be that, that floater. You know, there was always that floater in school mm-hmm. who was friends with everyone and yes. they was so nice that's cool. That's the person you want to be. Absolutely. Yes.
0: I know I find that that's such a trend now. A lot of the girls where I grew up, they're, you know, 20 or 21 now and I'm seeing them and they are all got these like little side hustles happening and like, you know, they're at uni, but they're also training to be a Pilates instructor. And I'm like, you girls have got life sorted. Like yes. I so didn't have any of that. It was like, okay, I'll do a marketing degree because like my mum and dad told me that, yep. you know, I need to have a degree and yep. I can't afford to live out of home, well, <laughs> but I'm not at uni.
1: Yes. So. I didn't even know half the jobs in the world. Like I'll say if I meet someone randomly, I'm like, oh, what's your job? And they have like the craziest job. I'm like, how did you even find out that existed? Like when you leave school, I literally Googled careers and it's like teacher, firefighter. <laughs> like you don't know, know the things so you true. can fall into. Absolutely.
0: And all the brand like the brands that are out there, the roles that they have that are involved, like content mm-hmm. creators and fashion designers and product, like there's just so much variety yep. out there that you really can do anything know, that you want. I know. So today, you are much more than just a YouTuber. You are an yes. entrepreneur with your own active wear line. Mm-hmm. You've got um, a food rain or a nut fruit and nut mix with Loving Earth. Mm-hmm. You've got your new Body Bloom with Trapeka. Do your um, there you Go. <laughs> oh, you know, I follow your channel.
1: <laughs> but sometimes I even forget. People are like what what products do you have? I'm like, oh, just give me a second. Yeah, now, baby
0: rain. <laughs> Let me remember them all. Yeah.
1: Um, so I would love to know how you've kind
0: of transitioned from your YouTube channel to Mm. building Sarah's Day into an actual brand?
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of it has just been me experiencing gaps in the market because I'm like, oh, I wish this existed. I wish there was a fruit and nut mix that was just paleo and I could just grab and eat or body bloom. Body bloom was the biggest gap in the market because I did so much research in terms of skincare and what products worked for me and what ingredients worked for me. And it just happened so organically that I was, you know, I'm sponsored by Tropica. I've been sponsored since basically day one of my YouTube channel because I used them and they saw it and they emailed me. This was like when no YouTubers had sponsors basically, but it just really happened organically. And it was purely because I wanted the product Mm -hmm. and I think if I want it, surely my audience will want it too. And it's always a gamble and I'm always so pessimistic. I'm like, oh, like no one's going to want it. I don't know. I want it for my life, but it it always does really well. But it always comes from a really honest place. In my opinion, that's the key to success when you make your own products or your own mm-hmm. brand. Don't think about the success. Don't think about the money. Don't think about the analytics. You think, what do you want? And what do you think there's a gap in the market for? Because there's so many muffin mixes. There's so many protein bowl mixes, whatever. I just tried to think what is something that I wish I could go into the health food store and buy. And I'm so passionate about that. And I only make products or dive into projects that I'm passionate about. Cause if I'm not, then I don't spend the time doing that. And I'm picky as well. Like I, there's, I get thousands of emails saying, do you want to make this product? Do you want to do that? I'm like, Nope. There's like maybe one project a year that I really sink my teeth into. And i I am a control freak, so I I never would just put my name on something. It's like my idea, my ingredients, everything like that. So
0: yeah, and I think that definitely shows though through your channel, through you as a like brand yourself, and with your engagement, like you're actually giving your audience things that one that aligns so well yeah. with you and your lifestyle and what you would use. You're not just sitting there spruking a product and you're like, oh, yeah. hang on, Sarah like posted something similar the other week for exactly. a different brand. So, yeah. you know, you've been able to really keep that authentic channel yeah. and your audience know that they're only getting something from you that oh, you I'm would so use picky. in your yeah everyday life. Yeah. Um, well, that
1: was even like the body bloom took, so, took a year to make because I was so picky with the quality of everything. And I was so picky with the exact ingredients I wanted so we've had to like scour the earth literally like some things are from Peru some things are from like (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) and that's why it took so long so I was like well I'm not gonna settle if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it right and we did it right we'll be right back after this healthy break beautifully healthy an exciting
0: destination for online shoppers who are passionate about their health and beauty As an online health, beauty and wellness community, you'll benefit from the range of relevant on-trend brands at affordable prices. Personalized offers gifts, specials and rewards. You'll also have access to rich content and easy to navigate web pages to make your shopping experience simple and easy. It's the feel-good place for all your health, beauty and wellness needs. So hustle your way to beautifullyhealthy.com.au and register. That's all you need to do to receive a $20 gift voucher. I was so excited when I saw that group live because I was seeing all your like sneaky updates and I was like, I think I know what she's doing. Oh, I'll you know, you it was just to, so to go home with. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I knew it was something that you were so passionate about and you had always spoken about that yeah. gap in the market of like, you just need a really good product to yeah. start your day with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, congratulations on that. Thanks. I'm so glad that it's going so well. Thank you. And now your other biggest role, which you've just embarked <gasps> on. The most exciting, I would say, of your whole life. Yep. You have recently become a mama to what beautiful
1: fox. I oh. know.
0: <laughs> so crazy.
1: So crazy. Because like what, we met like. Two, uh, two years ago, two, three years yeah, ago. two or three years ago. I remember us sitting down and, and you saying, "What's your goal in life?" I'm like, "To be a mum." Yeah. Literally, my, the whole reason I'm trying to balance my hormones is so I can get pregnant and be a mum. And even in primary school, we, when you would go around the circle and say, "What's your dream job?" I'd say, "Be a mum." Oh, I love it's,
0: that so much. But I
1: was saying to my sister yesterday, like when people say, "Oh, it's so surreal," no joke, it is so surreal that I don't feel like it is real. So yeah. I stare at Fox and I get sad because I'm like. It, this feels fake. I feel like I'm in a dream and I feel like I can't, it's, I can't even explain yeah. it. Like, I'm so in love with him and like, I just can't believe I'm a mum. I can't believe you're I a mum like as I'm, well. I it's feel like I'm so beautiful. It.
0: You look so natural though, walking into your home today and seeing you in your little swing, chair <laughs> breastfeeding. I was like, oh, this is just so you and Thank where you. you're meant to be. It's I've, so natural. I feel nice. like
1: that as well. Like, as soon as he was here and I was feeding him, I was like, yep, yeah, like, this is it's, what I was made for. It's so And crazy. I really hoped I felt like that because. Yeah. Being so excited about motherhood, I was also kind of scared that I was going to have this crash of it not being what I thought it was going to be, which is still true. It's Mm. so much harder than I thought it was going to be. And it's not as glamorous as I wanted it to be. But I feel like this is where I'm meant to be and all the pieces of the puzzle are together and it's like, yes. Oh, it's so nice. Even
0: seeing you pregnant though, I was like, you know, when you just see people pregnant and you're like, you just look like, like, you just look beautiful and you look like you're meant to be pregnant. And it's so, oh, thanks babe. That's very (laughs) nice of you. But no, I'm so excited for you. And I got some cuddles today, which was the best. Yeah, cuddles while he wasn't crying. I know. (laughs) I lucked out.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So what does being a mum actually mean to you?
1: I just can't wait to be that positive role model for a little boy. You know, I guess a lot of my cousins or even growing up with having a little sister, I was always trying to be the role model for a girl and say, do like I'm doing, be like me. I'm really excited to be that positive, yeah, I guess, woman in Fox's life and just make a really fun childhood for him. And try to raise him with, you know, beautiful morals and beautiful values. I'm so excited to like, I want to raise him really old school fifties, like, and be like, open the door for the girls, let the girls go first. And I know that's like, I get a lot of hate for saying that. You know, no, because of gender equality and all that yes. kind of stuff, which is fine. But I personally, I love when Kurt opens the door for me, mm-hmm. and when when Kurt says, "Do you want a drink?" before getting him a drink. I think that's so nice. I think it's beautiful,
0: I think it's and beautiful. I think it's definitely been lost in today's society. Yes. And I think, you know, yeah, all for female empowerment and yes. equality and all of that. I'm absolutely for it. But I think it's still that's just. Being a generous, kind, thoughtful soul. Human. Yeah, yes. exactly. I don't think there's anything about that of the woman can't open the door. I think it's oh, just, totally can, it's just it a nice. beautiful gesture yeah. of that, you know, I'm wanting to open the yeah, door and for I just, you.
1: I always want him to be that little boy who's like nice to the girls and does not throw rocks at them. Yes. You know, like anybody got <laughs> to Yeah, no,
0: flowing ro- no. Uh, <laughs> throwing rocks. Throwing rocks, Fox, please.
1: <laughs> but I just yeah, – I can't imagine him being I like that I just can't though. wait for him to like talk and I just – feel myself being that annoying mum, being like, look at the picture of my son. Like, no one cares but me, but, like, I just show people anyway. I I think people care. They're loving your photos. I promised I wouldn't be that person, and I am. The the amount I spam... Kurt's parents and my parents, I send them like five pictures a day of like slightly different facial features of him and like just him in a different position. I'm like, oh my God, look at him. They're like, yeah, we saw him an hour ago. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I can't imagine you doing that at all. (laughs) Apparently there's a a really good app so that you can get. I know my cousin had one. I'll try and I'll ask her what it is and send it to you. But it's basically so you can let your family into your group and then (gasps) you can upload all the photos. So it's like a diary all day of the photos.
1: I was going to do that. I was going to make a secret Instagram page for him. Yeah. and make it private Mm -hmm. but um this one's like fully designed for it so it'll have
0: like each day and it'll have like you know his weight and all the things and you can write little um updates on what you did that day as well so yeah Fox Fox threw up on me yeah exactly and it's just for your family so you have to accept everyone that comes into it but it's so cute and it's yeah it's a really nice again
1: gap in the market of the app I know good good on you (laughs) whoever made that
0: (laughs) yeah so I'll definitely send it to you because I know I've followed along on my cousins and it's it's so nice and whenever I'd like you know have a bit of an average day or just like oh feeling a bit flat I just get on the little app and see my cousin's baby and I was like oh it just makes you feel so happy again so oh my gosh imagine
1: you with your baby you're gonna be like we can just send each other photos exactly (laughs) and we won't actually care about each other's but we'll pretend (laughs) so who cares (laughs) your your baby looks cute today look at mine yeah yeah. (laughs) oh yeah cute beanie mine's better
0: (laughs) so on top of all your work and everything you do you're also an absolute little whiz in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) Where did that passion come from for cooking?
1: Honestly, I, since birth, my mum used to be embarrassed of me when I was like two years old because I would crawl up on the table, use my hands and eat all the dip, (laughs) eat all the Jats, eat all the Devon. I have, you know how like, you get a dog and you either reward them with play or food. Mm -hmm. I'm like a dog reward me with food and I will do anything. So my mum would use that as all my tactics. My sister would be like, Oh no computer time. Talia would be like, you don't get to go to soccer. Mine would be like, if you do this, you get a finger bun. If you do this, you get a donut. If you do this, you get extra ice cream. I am obsessed with food and always Mm -hmm. have been. So yeah, that's like a huge reason. And growing up, I had a very holistic, you know, healthy childhood, but I was still allowed macas. Or when I would go to my friend's house, I would go crazy because we were so healthy at home. And if they say, do you want some Doritos? I'd be like, give me 10 packets. Give me 10 packets. I'll eat it all. So I have this like deep love for I never really know how to word it. I get hate if I say naughty food, bad food, you know, we don't label. Good for the soul food. Sometimes foods as they teach in primary school, sometimes foods. I have this deep love for like junk food, let's Mm -hmm. just call it. So when I tried to fix my skin and I, I found that eating healthy made me feel so much better, I was happier. I love eating healthy and I never look back and I never feel deprived because I try to make my unhealthy foods my junk foods healthified and not only is that fun but it really curbs my cravings and satisfies my cravings mm-hmm. so yeah I'm I'm never a person who's like oh I hate macs I can't believe you eat that I'm like oh my gosh I love Big Macs let's make a healthy version yes. and you're gonna feel good and it's gonna taste good and you're gonna feel light and like happy after it that is my passion like things like making raw Snickers bars oh my gosh I love Snickers It's my time to be creative because I hate reading. I never read recipes which is awesome because my whole community reads recipes. So I make them up. I like do my little witchery in the kitchen, share my recipes and everyone loves that side of it. So so good. Well, it's I so must fun. say you've definitely
0: inspired my, like I've always loved cooking, but you've definitely inspired me to do more of those, yeah, like naughty treats that I loved, <gasps> like you, a hamburger or, yeah. you know, something really like hearty. That cheese. wasn't cheese, that-
1: making vegan cheese. Yes. Is- so easy and honestly if I don't tell my parents that they know now everything's going to be like paleo, but I'll make like a healthy macaroni and cheese,
0: yeah.
1: all plant-based. And they're like, this literally tastes so like cheese. I'm like, yeah, it's so easy.
0: Well, one of the things I'm loving at the moment is you've put up an Insta story of your mac and cheese takeoff. When yeah. It had like mushrooms in it and stuff. Yes. And cause since I've been pregnant, I'm craving a lot more like creamier, like my smoothies, I'm putting almond milk heavy, in it and heavy. Yeah, really heavy stuff. And like, yeah. I'm loving like, salted caramel, like the Panna yes. ice cream one, the yes. refined juice, which I never used to be. I was always more like a green juice or like I passion know. fruit flavored things, like really fruity. And so your mac and cheese is literally getting me through a lot of lunch times. So and oh. when I saw it, I was like, yes, that is me right yeah. now. Yeah, And
1: that's the thing. I feel like when people think you, when you eat healthy, you have to have green juice and just dry salads mm. and chicken. No way. Yeah. I'm like, the junk food queen of health food. Like I love pizza. Mm -hmm. I love burritos. I love Mexican and I love making it healthy because in my experience, I tried to do that whole chicken and broccoli thing and you end up eating so much chicken and broccoli. It doesn't satisfy Mm -hmm. your craving. Then late at night, that's when you binge. I've done that whole cycle. It was such a cycle. I was going around and around and around. I was like, how can I live this healthy life, enjoy it, and it's Mm -hmm. maintainable And yeah, maintainable forever. And that's when I really dived into the kitchen. I said, okay, let's, I'm going to acknowledge that I feel like ice cream, but I, when I eat dairy, I feel sick for three Mm -hmm. days and I'm not demonizing ice cream. If you like, I'm all about uh, moderation. Yeah. If you want to have a bit of ice cream, totally. But for me, me and dairy, we don't mix very well. So I'm like, I want to have ice cream. What can I do? I'm going to make a coconut milk based ice cream. So I've got that craving, it's done, I feel fine, Mm. I don't have digestive issues. It's a win-win. I love that. So what was your first kind of initial steps, I guess,
0: for anyone that is listening and is like resonating with this a bit, that they are kind of sticking more to the chicken and broccoli Mm. or just the protein and greens, which, let's be honest, is So boring. boring. And healthy does not need to be like that. It absolutely can be fun and delicious. So what were kind of your initial steps to getting to that point where you could make these like delicious meals that were, I guess, considered a bit more naughty in a healthy way?
1: Education is so valuable in terms of this topic. I don't count macros and I don't track calories. However, I think it is so important to understand the role and importance of protein, carbs, and fats because you might not even realize that you're not having enough carbohydrates or you're not having enough fat. So my naturopath was a huge component in me developing this healthy, holistic Way of eating because he was really pro fats. So I went to him and, you know, I didn't have my period and everything was going wrong. And I was like, I'm so healthy. Like, I, I eat smoothie bowls and I have this and I have that. And he really dissected my diet and said, You're not having enough fats. So I kind of went home and I did a lot more research in terms of the role that healthy fats play in your hormone system and the role of carbohydrates and how it affects your brain and how it affects your energy levels. So I think that you can be really well researched in protein, carbs, and fats, but not implemented in like a numbers game way. And you don't have to track because I just think that is like poison to the mind. So I really like incorporating a healthy source of protein, carbs, and fat in every single meal, or even acknowledging and say, okay, for, for breakfast I did, I had a smoothie bowl and I'm starving one hour after, probably because I haven't had any fats or protein that are going to really sustain me throughout the day. So even having that knowledge and saying, okay, for lunch, I'm going to have some sweet potato as my main source of carbohydrate. I'm going to have some chicken or some egg or some tempeh. If you're vegan, having that knowledge really, really helps me. And then just exposing yourself to fun Instagrams or fun blogs or fun recipe books and seeing what other people use as healthy alternatives, like the vegan cheese I would never know if I didn't expose myself to other definitely. recipe books and getting inspiration from other people and that's definitely been a game
0: changer I think for me is taking inspiration from other blogs yep. and Instagram accounts and being like oh okay I, I don't necessarily like every single thing in that bowl but that's giving me inspiration to be mm-hmm. able to create create something myself mm-hmm. and even just being able to google like healthy alternative for cheese or you know vegan take on cheese like I it's know. crazy what actually comes up yep. and you can discover so many new products. Yeah. Like I've just started, which I'm so late to the party. I know, but nutri- nutritional mm. yeast.
1: Right, we oh have like my goodness, pa- that's my thing. Game nutri- changer. Even, even if you can't be bothered to make the cheese, what I did last night is we just had like salmon and vegetables, and I scatter just the dry nutritional oh, yeast okay. flakes with salt, and that's what Yum. makes it taste like cheese. So you need to make sure you put salt with it, yeah, even okay. a little bit of paprika. Oh my gosh, it's like so easy. You don't I'm even have that to. that tonight make- when I get home. It's so. <laughs> (laughs) good it's so so good I know and it was one of my um
0: best friends is vegan and she I made a pesto sauce the other week and I said to her I'm so sorry I've put pumice and cheese in it she's like oh that's fine she's like but so you know next time I just put nutritional yeast in mine and I was like totally need to just look into this and then obviously googling it and looking on a few blogs and how many people use it I'm like there is so many incredible recipes using that yeah and I made this veggie bake the other night and didn't tell Ryan that it was vegan cheese. And he's like, I actually think this is your top three meals. And I was like, well, that's well, not even real cheese. so see,
1: That's what I mean. I'll make it for my family. And they're like, yum. And then when you tell them, then they're like, oh, no, it's not good. I know. I'm like, yeah, so you true. love it. You love it. Yeah. That's why I'm like – this year I'm really focusing heavy on my cooking and my recipes and writing it down because I'm notorious for just like winging it yes. in the kitchen and not writing it down. And people go, how did you make that? I'm like, um, I just made it up. So what I'm doing right now yeah. is writing it all down because my goal is to make that hub of all of my recipes mm-hmm. because that right now is my, my channel kind of goes through trends where people say, we want to know all about your ab routine and all about your skin routine right now. It's food. It's recipes, which I'm so happy about because that's my passion. So good. So I'm working on making that hub – you know, where people can just go to that and they find all my recipes. Mm, Amazing. So can we expect
0: anything in the way of like pregnancy and mum or not, you know, more things for mum? Because I know I definitely watching your pregnancy journey have taken so much from it and all your little recipes and hacks that you have. I know I told you when I walked in, I was like, oh my goodness, I was just sitting there screenshotting all your products the other day. (laughs) (laughs) But do you have any kind of plans to be able to continue to do that or it's not a huge focus right now?
1: Yes and no. Personally, I loved being pregnant but pregnancy is not my passion and I would love to leave that space for people who they feel like that Mm -hmm. is their their area of expertise and for me it's not and whatever I go forward with let's say I do a cookbook okay I would love to have a little section where it's like mini me food where it's like food for the kids but when I was pregnant, I had a thing called SPD, which is uh symphysis pubis dysfunction or pelvic girdle pain. So I was really limited in the gym with what I could do. So now everyone's like, "Are you coming out with a pregnancy ebook, like a fitness ebook?" I'm like, "No," because genuinely, I was so limited in the mm. exercises I could do. I just kind of got through my pregnancy and I went through the motions. It was fine, but. I'm so passionate about the everyday girl, just the ordinary girl trying to eat healthy, trying to live a healthy lifestyle. So I want to leave that pregnancy space for someone yeah. who they're just so passionate about it. it. It'll always be a part of my yeah. projects, obviously, but I wouldn't come out with like a maternity activewear range just shutting that room yeah. again now. Everyone's <laughs> like, she's coming out with it. I'm like, no, I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I guess, you know, obviously your life does look really glamorous on social media and it is glamorous, but there's all obviously also the part that you're building a business and you've got a growing family now yep. as well. How do you kind of deal with, I guess, the daily grind when you're just not feeling overly motivated yep. or inspired? Well,
1: this answer has changed a lot in the pa- in probably in the past year. My old self would have been like, you know, I'm all about habits and I just make myself do it. I get up, I film. Now I'm so much more kind on myself, especially when you vlog and it's so personal. I like to be real, obviously, and transparent and authentic. And if I really don't feel like vlogging that day, I just won't because I used to be so strict on my every three day upload schedule. And now I'm like, I'd rather people just get really good quality videos where I'm happy or on the flip side, if I am sad, if I'm not in the mood, I'll be honest and say, Mm -hmm. I'm vlogging today, guys, but I'm so tired and this is how I feel. And it's really hard because, you know, the bigger you get on YouTube, the more trolls you get. So yeah. as soon as you say something negative, you get looked at as being ungrateful. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard. I really try to balance it. But sure, I wouldn't say my life is glamorous. It is so fun, but it's definitely hard work because I'm kind of like a one-man show where, I, you know, I'm I'm the talent, where mm-hmm. I'm in front of the camera. I edit it all. I create my content schedule. I, I have emails coming in like crazy. Mm-hmm. So... I just try to implement things every single day that make me happy as a human and that I don't document. So like normally it's waking up and going to the gym before I open my computer, before I do anything, that's what I do. And then in the afternoon I leave my phone at home and I take Abby for a walk or I'll listen to a podcast. Now since having Fox, it's kind of just like, I'm just a mom and I kind of leave my phone on the side and then I kind of schedule a day where I'm going to film something and I say, Kurt, are you okay to mind Fox or my Mm -hmm. mom, can you mind Fox? and then if I wake up, I've had no sleep, I don't feel like it. I just won't. I'm really kind on myself yeah. now. I used to be That's really business savvy, like mm-hmm. before Fox. And now I'm kind of just like embracing motherhood. And if my uploads are late, if my content is not as curated and beautiful, it is what it's, it is. Like absolutely. I just uploaded a picture of me in an adult diaper. Like I'm not about <laughs> the glamorous. I actually loved that. Yeah, <laughs> I loved that. I just, no, and I, but I think that is, they're such
0: good tips as well. And it is, you know, it's finding those things in your day that can make you feel really happy. And I know when we first started working together a few years ago and you were really in one man show then, you didn't have um, any help. Kurt was- working for another company I so he wasn't friend, at home yeah. She me a lot. yeah and I remember you were really like struggling there sometimes of that feeling of like you know you're at home by yourself every day and I think back to that conversation a lot because I'm kind of in that point now where I'm yeah. at home all, all by myself as it's well lonely. it can be Being absolutely an is
1: so lonely yeah and I would do so much of my work out in cafes even now like I try to separate my home from my workspace mm-hmm. and it's really hard because I love my apartment. I'm so lucky. It's so beautiful. But sometimes I do resent it because I'm always yeah. here and it reminds me of editing and I, when I'm around here I'm like, "Oh, I need to film this and I need mm-hmm. to take this photo." So I do a lot of work. Like I'm kind of like a fly on the wall at all my cafes. <laughs> I do cafe hopping where I feel bad. I'm like, "I've literally ordered a coffee here. I ordered a tea here." And this is
0: my desk. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Fully. I'm like, "I'm going to go soon, I swear." But now it's hard with Fox because I'm all for breastfeeding in public, totally. I don't feel embarrassed, like I'm sweet. But he has reflux, so he kind of screams after we feed. So I feel like a public – Nuisance. Yes. <laughs> so I'll go out to the cafe with Fox and we like, sit there, we do a few emails and then we run home and then I feed him. <laughs> I kind of just go back and forth a little bit. But
0: yeah. Well, yeah. at least you're still getting out and about. True. So, um, But speaking of Fox, I think he's ready to see his mama. You no. Know, <laughs> sorry
1: if you guys can hear him screaming. His dad is trying so hard to no, console him. But so
0: let's definitely yeah. wrap up this. But I would love to finish by asking you what is one thing that you are the most grateful for? <gasps>
1: Oh, right now, my family. Oh my gosh. Like since having Fox and going through the birthing experience, I'm so grateful for my parents and the way that they've shown me how to be a parent and how to be so selfless. And I hope I can be like my mum and my dad for Fox because I just had the best upbringing. Oh, I'm sure you will be. Susie, thank you so much. I've loved chatting to
0: you and I just adore you and our friendship and I appreciate all your time. So thank thank you. you. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.